This is People, Places, and Passions, a podcast that explores the happenings with the people in the city of Altoona, Wisconsin. I'm Scott Montesano. We've got city of Altoona personnel with us. In fact, we've got the city administrator, Mike Golod, with us here. He's brought along a great guest. We'll chat with him in just a moment. But, Mike, here we are. It's entering into the winter season. Lots of great stuff always happening in the city of Altoona, right? Yeah, we're getting ramped up, of course, for winter operations. We're grateful that the snow hasn't come yet. Um, We've got some capital projects to continue, and then we're getting ready for uh, Frosty Fun Series and Winter Events. We're hoping we can do Croca Curl at the end of the month, but frankly, it's not looking great. We'll we'll see whether that happens or not. We'll have to get advertising here pretty quickly and get teams signed up, but uh, we haven't been able to put ice out yet, so we'll hope for the best there. It's one of those things, sometimes you have to pivot your ideas, don't you? Uh. (laughs) Yeah, you know, when Winter Mission came to town um, a few years ago, um, that was one of the main things that dropped out of uh, our work that we did is that with winter weather, you have to be uh, uh, nimble in terms of if it doesn't work, you have to reschedule or, um, you know, if you want to build snowmen, you have to have sticky snow. Well, how... Frequently does that happen where it's nice sticky snow? Well, then you create a contest quickly. So, yeah, you really do have to adapt the weather for uh, outdoor winter events, for sure. So a lot going on. Of course, as always, everybody check out the the city of Altoona's various social media information. And you know what? Sometimes just... Just make your way down to River Prairie. You, you, you'll, as I know I've had a couple of times, you'll stumble into something <laughs> that, may, that, that maybe had flown under, under your radar. There's always something that's going on, stuff going on at the library, stuff everywhere in the city of Altoona, and stuff you can create on your own. Well, I know you brought along a guest, a name familiar with, uh, with people in the area, someone who has been a part of the community's fabric for a while. Why don't you introduce this gentleman? Yeah, today we have, uh, we're very happy to be talking to Tom Giffey from Volume 1. And I believe Tom was uh, there from the beginning. Is that correct? Not quite. Okay. Uh, it seems like it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been there 11 years as of this month. Okay. But the magazine actually turned 21 earlier this year. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. There, there was a prehistory there. Okay. Um, but uh, it's been a good long time. Well, that's a, that's a good place to start. Why don't you talk about... Um, the mission of Volume 1 and kind of how it got started and, um, you know, how you're working towards that mission today. Sure. Um, the funny thing, unlike a lot of businesses or organizations, we don't have a, you know, flowery mission statement. There's actually a poster, if you've been in our office, Mike, which I think you might have been, um, on the wall that says our mission statement is doing things. <laughs> Which That's a good one. It's a little bit cheeky, but uh, generally applies because we like to try all kinds of different things. Um, hopefully, listeners are familiar with the, with us, but we are. If you're not, we're a biweekly magazine uh, that's, as I said, been published, uh, born in 2002, um, started by Nick Meyer, who is still the owner and publisher, and uh, many other things. Wears many hats there. Um, started out as sort of a little um, music slash art slash culture magazine, um, kind of to fill a niche as um, those things started to gain more prominence in the Chippewa Valley. And um, 
kind of Nick saw that they weren't uh, being covered by the traditional media in the way that he thought they could be and found a, a, a pathway there to start a, a little business. And pretty soon it became uh, a full-blown magazine that um, now for the past, uh, most of its history, 16, 17 years, has been published bi-weekly, um, full of arts entertainment as well as news and lots of culture coverage. Um, a lot of the things, frankly, my personal history started out in the daily newspaper world. A lot of the things that daily newspapers simply don't have the staff or space to cover anymore. Um, we cover a lot of that, all that stuff as well. Um, you know, recreation, uh, community happenings of all kinds. So it, it's something we like to cast a wide net around the Chippewa Valley. And that we are an unusual organization in that we also promote events. We sponsor events. For example, we do something called Chippewa Valley Restaurant Week, which last fall, um, as we have several times before, our what we call the First Taste event, which um, is an event people can buy tickets for and get samples from all kinds of different restaurants. That was held uh, right in River Prairie here in Altoona. A beautiful setting, beautiful evening for that. Um, we do the Best of the Chippewa Valley poll, which, um, as we record this, uh, voting ended uh, three, four days ago. So right now we're crunching few hundred thousand votes from uh, well over 10,000 people vote in that poll. It's uh, almost like running a little municipal election. <laughs> um, and so that is, that's a lot of fun to see who wins that poll every year in one of the hundreds of categories that we have, which range from um, businesses to best play to favorite musicians to best park, um, anything you can imagine. So we've got our fingers in lots of different pies at volume one. Oh, and this year we added a trolley. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nick yeah. Meyer, as I said, our publisher always so, is coming up with interesting creative so tell ideas. Us, tell us tell us about the trolley and what, what all you're doing with that. Yes, that has been a fun, interesting project. Um, many different t touristy areas around the country. Um, Stillwater is one good example, Door County, other places like that. They will have these vintage looking trolleys, which are Whisper, whisper. As somebody, when we first announced this, well, that's not really a trolley. Well, no, we did not yes. literally put down tracks <laughs> in the streets of Eau Claire like they had 100 years ago. But um, it's this beautiful vintage-looking trolley made right in um, uh, somewhere in northern Wisconsin. I'm blanking on the name of the town, okay. but they custom make these things. Um, we started out with what we call our signature tour, which is kind of the culture and history of Eau Claire. Um, which I had the opportunity to write most of the base script for, nice. which nice. was a lot of fun to research all these interesting nooks and crannies of town and uh, create that. Um, we also did a, um, a dark history tour, we called it, which was some of the, uh, a few ghost stories, a few spooky true crime stories and, and some other interesting experiences thrown in. That went very well kind of in the, the lead up to Halloween. We've done beer and winery tours. Um, right now we're doing a couple of Christmas tours up to the Irvine Park Lights um, and uh, a special Santa tour for the kids. I'm sure in the fullness of time we can, we'll be looping other uh, communities in. It is called the Chippewa River Trolley Company, so anywhere kind of that river travels, hopefully we, okay. can, we can loop that in, whether it be Altoona or Chippewa Falls or, or maybe even Menominee. And um, like I said, it's been a fun project. We have a fellow um, who uh, radio listeners will remember, uh, George House, who was a longtime local DJ, 
who um, kind of came out of retirement and has become one of our trolley drivers and deliverers of the tour and has okay. a, a, a great voice and personality for it. So he's been a lot of fun to work with. But again, we're always trying to find those niches, whether it directly has to do with the media or not, that can kind of add some value to the community and is something that, that, you know, it's always been about local, local, local with volume one. And this is just another way to kind of promote our communities and, and the fun things people could do around here. And this time of year, speaking of local, you're very busy at the local store, right? Yes, I am. Thank my lucky stars that I have, uh, you know, do not have to work the desk when the Christmas shopping hordes come in. Um, and they are certainly coming in every time I go down to get my coffee from the kitchen. I pass through that store, which is a beautiful, beautiful space and is full of shoppers and things to buy. So if you haven't done your shopping, come down to 205 North Dewey Street. Um, we even have to put a little, um, normally people don't wander up into our uh, our offices on the second floor of that beautiful old building. But this time of year, we have to put a little barrier up because people, oh, there's more stuff up here. And they wander up and they look around <laughs> and then they go back down. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun and um, it gets very much decorated up for, for Christmas. I know one thing you alluded to it a uh, little while ago, but one of the, I think one of the coolest things about Volume 1 has been how it has become a source for people to search out news that isn't just, hey, this band's playing here this week, which is also, which again is still very much needed. But now people know they can go onto that website and get a fully written article many times by you that is a for lack of a better term real news it's become a source for people to know what's happening in the area whether it's governmental decisions a new development uh, for people to know the happenings in the community yeah i mean we like to we can't be all things to all people like a like some media outlets try to be or have tried to be and we're we're certainly no replacement for um, other media outlets out there, which are still very important, especially having a, I'm always a big fan of local newspapers, but we do try to cover our areas of news, um, especially as you said, development. I mean, the development of River Prairie here in uh, Altoona is a good example. The developments in downtown Eau Claire, keeping an eye on those things and how they impact the quality of life uh, in the area. You know, I always get asked by people, oh, you know, because they know what I do and the kinds of things I write. Oh, I saw there was a crane over such and such. What are they building over in that place? Or, oh, when is the new Menominee Market Co-op going to open? Um, I don't always have the inside scoop, but uh, sometimes I do. And um, it's fun to kind of see people use us as a resource, not only for, um, you know, the entertainment calendar, which is certainly a huge part of the magazine, physically a huge part of the magazine. If you ever flip to the back, it's half the magazine. But um, it, it's nice to be known for the other things that we provide as well. Yeah, you, you know, that, that entertainment uh, calendar, um, uh, things going around on in the Chippewa Valley really has become the calendar that everyone looks towards when they're looking for something fun to do um, whether you're a visitor or a local, that is the the place to go. And um, I think that's in and of itself has given rise to uh, a lot more people getting out and about and seeing what's to be seen because 
now there is that one place for people to go and um, it's it's just a very uh, good resource for us all in the community and um, I'm I'm personally very grateful for it yeah well thank you we we like to think that you know not only does volume one promote events we have created events where they needed to be created a good example is the sounds like summer concert series um, in Phoenix Park they built that beautiful park in about 2005 I believe and had this beautiful labyrinth and Nick and company thought hey let's do a concert and that was one of the first big outdoor concerts obviously here in Altoona you've got what three concert series two concert two, two of them um, and they popped up elsewhere and they kind of it's a self-sustaining ecosystem they're not really competitors it's people right. can go out and I think in the warm months almost every single night of the week go get free music outdoors and that didn't used to be the case I mean to go back to the beginning of the magazine, Nick likes to tell a story about how when he did that very first issue in 2002, people said, okay, you've done a magazine on uh, arts and entertainment, Eau Claire, what's the next issue going to be about? <laughs> and it's like, no, no, this is going to be every <laughs> issue. This is this is going to be part of the bread and butter. And it, those things have really multiplied over the years. Yeah. It's yeah. great to see. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because I think that, and I, I give Nick in particular much, much credit for this, is... There really has been a renaissance in arts and entertainment in our community over the past 20 years that's coincide with with the growth of, of Volume 1. And as I said, I, I would give Volume 1 and Nick uh, many kudos for being being a part of that. What What other, you know, what are those factors that you think have gone into our area being known for its arts and entertainment and and how do we what do we need to do to keep that growing that's an excellent question i mean i think a lot of it was already here you know having a university in the area helps certainly you know there's there are always going to be musicians there are always going to be visual artists and theater groups and so on it helps to have the the one place you can go to which we like to think we are to find what all is happening and and what some of the best things to check out uh, are uh, you know so the university certainly helps i think just a change in attitude and you know for those of us who've been around the community a while i've been here a little over 20 years i mean eau claire has certainly changed in how it's viewed itself the chippewa valley has changed in how it's viewed itself from simply being an industrial blue collar town to a town that not only has that but also hey, we've got a great farmer's market. Hey, we've got these beautiful parks and these natural resources, which have always been there, but now maybe let's put a little more highlight on them. Let's let's point people in those directions. A, a lot of it is simply an attitude shift of how you think about yourself. I mean, there's the old cliche, fake it till you make it, which, I mean, is a cliche, but it's also somewhat true. So if you start saying, hey, we're a great town for music. Look at all the music we have. Uh, you know, hopefully that attitude can beget some more music and get more people out to see concerts or get more people to say, hey, maybe I'm going to start a band or yeah. I'm going to move to Eau Claire because I want to get on in that music scene. And of course, these things ebb and flow. But um, a lot of it is just a, a mindset shift and believing that you can be something um, just like, you know, you look at I've had a front seat view for years and years in the media on how downtown Eau Claire has changed. And, you know, 
it's gone from being woe is me we lost the big box retailers because they built them all back in the 70s and no one wants to come downtown and now the complaint you hear oh there's so many people downtown there's nowhere to park yeah <laughs> that's good good <laughs> problem the, oh, to have what is the yogi Berra uh saying you know that that restaurant's uh so busy no one goes there anymore <laughs> you know it's a good problem to have i mean we love yeah. to complain about the weather and we love to complain about parking but a lot of it is just simply emphasizing those assets that you do have and having the right positive attitude about it and getting other people to to come on board but but having volume 1 as a cheerleader and as a promoter i i truly think that that was uh as big of part of it as as anything i think so yeah um, i'd like to think so <laughs> I, I i really do the the other thing i think about is is uh you know the the rise of Bon Iver and and uh, just uh, all eyes of the music world on Eau Claire and and what we're doing and studios uh, being built and recording and partnerships and collabs and um, I mean that's been really cool to watch and to be part of here in the community. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it certainly doesn't hurt to have a grammy winner in town yeah um who collaborates with taylor swift yeah and, and yeah yeah kanye west as well yeah back in the day yeah um yeah but you know again these things are uh country jam country fest, yeah, festivalization fest have yeah. been around for a while and they've only gotten bigger and better i mean jam's got a great big new um facility yep. out, in, out in the edge of eau claire um blue ox music festival oh, has really awesome. blown up yeah in the past few years, um, and we've really become a center for for those kinds of things, as well as again going back to the university jazz, the the jazz yeah. crawl, and the jazz festival, which have been around for a long time. And but but they but and, and they they get more attention yeah. now, and you know attention breeds more attention. And and spinoffs. Yeah, we just yeah. had the weekend a couple weekends ago, and um, and not to mention. River Prairie Ginormous Pumpkin Festival. Let, let's let's not forget that. Now, there's just a lot of lot of really good things going on. So, you know, Volume One, as you said, is is not just magazine. Most recently, you know, you had the new event, the uh, Trails Gala. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about that and why that's important part of your mission? Yeah, I mean, the highlighting the the good things around here, obviously, is key to what we do. And one of those good things is the fact that we're blessed with amazing natural resources and great, um, you know, we're, we're at the intersection of the Old Abe and the Chippewa River State Trails. Um, we've got great mountain biking facilities, um, some great... Um, I'm not a cross-country skier, but I'm told we have great cross-country skiing and, and spots out at, you know, Tower Ridge and, and some other places. Um, the Trails Gala, which was held back in November, first-time event, um, kind of a, a fundraising event for a lot of the different groups, um, be it the, the, the skiing groups, the mountain biking groups, the running groups, etc., who might all be in their little silos and kind of bringing them all together, reminding people that they're all working to protect and expand the same resources and hopefully raise a bunch of money, which it did. Again, this is something that Nick is very personally passionate about. He's a, he's a road biker and a mountain biker. Um, and, but also sees, you know, kind of, Hey, if we can, if we can get people together and highlight the resources that we have, 
that can also help us. We can raise money. We can build new trails. We can improve the trails. We can hopefully bring people from outside the area to come here as tourists to, you know, stay overnight to to go skiing, to go biking, etc., to paddle the river, what have you. And those things are already happening. But if you could just push yourself up a little more in the consciousness of the public, um, you know, before the rails to trails 20 some years ago, Eau Claire would have not considered itself, you know, what are trails? What are, yeah. you know, who has a bike? Yeah. And now because of lots of effort over the years and having these great state trails, we're kind of on the map in a way that we weren't. And if you boost that a little bit more, it again, it snowballs. Yeah, we're we're uh, project we're working on is this rural partners network where we're um, our signature project is is to develop a, uh, our region as a as a world class destination for outdoor recreation and in particular what I think you, you know we're not Moab Utah or we're not you know uh, in Colorado somewhere but yeah. what 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 we are is it's a great place for families to come mm -hmm. to, to recreate there's so many there's a lot of good rivers to float that a family can do there's good bike trails there's good cross-country skiing that's uh accessible to everyone um and yeah uh, promoting that and having volume one be part of that is is really important uh as we found out during the pandemic that that's an incredible part of our economy is is what people do outdoors right so as you look forward to the future i know you don't have a mission statement except <laughs> do things but as, as you look forward to where volume one is going and what else they might get their fingers into i mean is it more of the same is it um are, are you in a growth curve in terms, I mean, how do you measure your success, I guess, is a, is a good question. And how do you keep that going? Wow, that's, that is a tough question. Um, I mean, we are always moving forward and trying, trying new things. I guess I don't know specifically if we have new projects in the offing. Um, that would kind of be a, a, a Nick Meyer question. Yeah. There, it was funny. There was something I, I, I'm blanking on the name of the Facebook page, but there's kind of a satirical, is it the Eau Claire report? Yeah. EAU uh, report uh, that last week had a joke about, you know, Nick Meyer purchasing a submarine for <laughs> underwater tours, <laughs> you know, because there's such, you know, if you go to the bottom of Dell's pond in Eau Claire, there's like logs that are at the bottom yeah. because that's yeah. the holding, you know, and, and and Nick actually, we were joking around with Nick. And he's like, "Yeah, well, those logs are actually there. They'd be something to see." So yeah. it's like, "Oh, don't give them the idea of buying a submarine." Uh, but seriously, I mean, we're always going to try to be relevant where people are, whether it's with the print magazine, which still, I mean, twenty-three years into the twenty-first century, we're still moving a print magazine, which is something in and of itself. Right, and you survived a pandemic. We survived and, the pandemic. Yep. I mean, it 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 is. A challenge, you know, it, print print is, um, you know, its own thing. And we've certainly seen how a lot of traditional print media organizations have gone belly up. I mean, the closest thing we are to any other publications are a lot of the, the alt, alternative weeklies in big yes. cities. 
many of which just simply closed their doors during the pandemic and we were able to survive yeah which is a credit to people you know we had actually had a uh, a membership drive which yes. we had never really done before um as well as advertisers i mean some great advertisers that have stuck with us through thick and thin and you know the f- issues have gotten bigger again after in the past couple of years and that's great i mean we we try to have an impact across all the social media um we have a great video production unit which right. has yeah done work here in the, yes, in the city of yep. altoona as well as lots of other clients so we don't only make our own videos we make videos for other um, organizations uh, yeah so, you truly are a multimedia right so you know yeah. who knows in 10 years what the future holds for print but ideally the organization will still be there trying to identify those things that um, are valuable about the, about the community and amplifying them not only for our benefit here um, you know to make us realize what a great place we live well, but also help hopefully you know helping develop the economy, yeah. helping and draw in um, well, you cert- visitors as well. Certainly have done that. And I, I for one, hope that uh, print media is here forever because it, just that tactile experience of picking it up and going through it is just, um, you, you know, you don't get it looking at your phone. Right. And it's, um, I think one of the things that has been valuable for us is that, you know, if you get a print newspaper every day, even if it's gotten smaller over the years, you still got a pile of newspapers at the end of the week, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then sometimes like, oh, I didn't get to all these. And you feel, I, I feel guilty about it often when, when those things pile up. But, you know, we're every two weeks. At some point during that two weeks, you're going to sure. have some downtime to yeah. actually sit down and experience that publication, as well as, of course, looking at volume1.org, as I hope everyone does, Yeah, <laughs> and following us on all the relevant social media platforms and seeing the stories we push out there. So um, I'm sure Scott can relate to this, but you're kind of working, oh, we're doing this version for this, but we're also pushing it out on this channel. So being in the media is a very interesting job. We're not just doing a magazine. We're doing um, you know, YouTube and Facebook and Instagram yeah. and everything. But yeah, um, yeah I... I personally love print media, and I, I hope to be doing yeah. it for a long, long time. Well, we're, we are uh, very, very grateful that you're part of uh, the Chippewa Valley and part of Altoona. You've been an amazing partner in helping us promote what we do here. And as I said, I think this renaissance that we've seen over the past 20 years in a, the Chippewa Valley's arts and entertainment is is in large part the work that you've all done so thank you very much well thank you for having me